This is Create the Next from Pro CFO Partners, where every week we explore strategies and ideas for financial management and growth to help today's businesses put their financial picture in context. Welcome back to Create the Next. I'm Chris Bentliff with Pro CFO Partners, and I have with me today John Martin. And John, we're talking about something that I think is really interesting today, which is what got you here won't take you there. And and what that brings to mind for me is I have a daughter who's 13. And every once in a while, she'll say, I think I might need new shoes. And I'll check where her toe is and I'll realize, geez, you needed new shoes a long time ago. How did this happen? But she's been so busy in her life that it didn't even occur. And that came to mind for me when we were talking about starting this topic. So let's just start with what What do you mean? What, what kind of context can you give us around today's topic of what got you here? What got you th- here won't get you there. Well, that's, that's a good analogy because it kind of creeps up on you. Um, so, you know. We should start by acknowledging that growth is is a wonderful thing. Everybody wants to grow their business. Um, however, like a lot of things in life, there are challenges. And unfortunately, in this area, the challenges can be subtle. I mean, you have to kind of proactively seek out those challenges. And, you know, if you don't, they can, they can inhibit growth. They can stop growth. And if they're allowed to go all the way and procedures and processes and things in the company break, they can hurt the underlying business. So, um, you know, in, in pro sports, pro athletes kind of talk about how at each level of the game, you know, whether it's high school, college, uh, the pros, the game gets more challenging, more complicated, um, you know, preparation becomes more intense. Uh, the game essentially changes. And and I think that's, you know, both applicable and, and maybe a good way for business folks to think about their companies as they grow. You know, things change. It's, you know, it's it's a different playing field growing, you know, having a $10 million company than a $20 million company than a $30 million company. I mean, you can say, gee, what's the difference between, you know, from growing from 10 to $15 million? But if you think about it, you know, all of a sudden there's 50% more paper that has to be processed and orders and you probably have some new customers and some new employees. And unlike the sports analogy, this all kind of happens gradually. I mean, it's, in sports, you know you're on a college playing field or a, or a high school playing field. You know, this this happens a lot more gradually. Um, I was CFO of a company uh, where we doubled sales um, gradually over a number of years. Um, and certainly where we started and where we ended was very different. But there certainly were many mid-course corrections in between. And, and part of that growth was, was from acquisition. Uh, part of that growth was just organic growth. And, and I think, you know, the acquisition growth was almost easier to deal with because everyone was aware of it. I mean, it affected all the departments. It was a priority for everybody. Um, it was top of mind. So it was easy where, you know, the organic growth, it just kind of happens gradually. And, and unfortunately, everybody has a day job. Everybody's busy. And to, to sort of, you know, read the tea leaves that there are problems and because they're, they're subtle indicators. It's not flashing red lights that you have a problem. Um, and you don't want to wait till something's broken to deal with it. I want to I want to talk about some of those uh, flashing red lights, but you said some things that are interesting to me. I think that there's, when we think about growth, there's kind of outside in and then there's inside out. And the outside in, we might be able to point to... Um, the things that make sense, like we're growing in size, as you point out, we went from 10 to 15 million, but also tastes are changing. Technology is changing. Um, you know, uh, the way that people are buying or the expectations they have are buying, those things are changing. So we need to keep up. But then there's this inside out growth, 
which can be insidious even if it's connected to bad habits, uh, cultural um, sort of dysfunction. What are some of the things that that you think companies need to kind of keep their eyes open for to make sure that they're growing intentionally and not just in a reactive way, but more in a responsive way? Well, I think, you know, some of it is, is just simply planning. Uh, again, I think uh, a big culprit here is everyone having day-to-day um, time-consuming jobs and focusing on the day-to-day issues. I, I think, you know, it's good for companies to sort of stand back from the day-to-day the senior management team to sort of stand back and say, all right, you know, where are we? Um, where have we come from? And, and really, where do we want to go? And maybe formalize that planning process to some extent, you know, whether it's a, a formal three-year strategic plan, a, a, a one-year profit plan, just budgeting, but just, you know, everybody's day job is, is very time-consuming. Um, no one sits at three o'clock in the afternoon and says, boy, I wish I had something more to do right. because I'm out of things. So it's, it's you know, it's kind of formal, it's standing back from the day to day and saying, where, where, are, where are we um, and where do we want to go? And, and kind of compare that to where you are. I mean, the nice thing about having a plan, it's a, it, it gives you at least a touch point to sort of say, all right, how are we doing versus where we thought we would, you know, how are we versus where we would like to be or where we expected to be? And we talked about some of that in, in other episodes around goals and strategies, but part of what I hear you saying is have a vision for where you want to be so that maybe growth doesn't sneak up on you and you'll be better prepared for it uh, when it comes. But what are some of those flashing red lights that I should be paying attention to that says you've, you've, maybe, you've maybe waited a little too long to make some changes here? What are some things that could really be signaling for me? Sure. So, I mean, some of it's processes. Um you know, if if you if you have two people sitting across the desk from one another, and, and that that um, is the entire process, maybe that's order entry and, and purchasing. You know, they're, they're both kind of aware that the full job and what each of them are doing, and, and the processes are pretty simple. I mean, as you grow and and you know there are more people in that process, you know, including somebody maybe at the end of the process that's sitting in a whole different area of the of the building. Um, you know, if, if people aren't aware of exactly how their job relates to the overall process, um, there can be issues. I mean, the process needs to be formalized. I mean, I we've seen instances where, you know, somebody upstream doesn't really realize that if their information that they're passing downstream isn't, you know, triple checked and precise, that, you know, the, the at the end of the, the process, when someone's ordering something, I mean, if the, the numbers don't make sense, it takes, you know, a multiple of the few minutes they save by not triple checking something to check it. And in the worst case, I mean, if, if Murphy's Law is in effect, you know, that the wrong part gets ordered, it goes out to a job site, um, and, you know, that job site's two hours away. So it can, it can cost a lot of money. So it's process, um, it's, you know, information systems, it's training, you know, you're bringing on new employees, and if you see dumb things being done, is is that kind of an indication that you know that the training is is not uh, you know where it should be? I mean, I believe most people want to do a good job, and you know if they're getting thrown in the deep end of the pool without sufficient training, that's that's not going to be a good thing. I think a lot of it just comes down to you know does senior management feel that they have their arms around the business? You know, are new initiatives going off crisply? Um, you know, or, or, or things kind of taking too long and getting muddled down. 
So uh, again, none of this is one size fits all and all these indicators happen at the same time. Um, but, but there tend to be uh, stressors out there that kind of surface subtly. Um, and it's that the challenge is kind of seeking those out. And, and often it starts with the numbers, um, you know, looking at the numbers and, and sort of seeing that there seem to be some things that oh, look a little curious or odd. Again, not necessarily, you know, by, by the time there are flashing red lights, you know, something is, is, is probably broken and you don't want to wait that long. Create the Next is brought to you by Pro CFO Partners, who believe every business deserves to work with an expert CFO to guide its success. Pro CFO Partners are expert financial officers networked across industries, verticals, specializations, and situations. Fulfilling the role of a part-time CFO with all-time commitment, Pro CFO Partners utilizes the innovative and exclusive FGC financial flywheel as a framework that creates momentum to drive your financial functions for sustainable success. Visit ProCFOPartners.com to explore how we can implement a systematic and scalable financial system to help you achieve your goal. ProCFOPartners.com Tell me more about that. What do you think is the CFO's role in helping us make sure that we are going to get there uh, and, and are ready to keep the good habits but get rid of the things that won't take us there as far uh, as Sure. Maybe an example will help to kind of, you know, um, illustrate what I'm talking about. So, you know, the company was with, it was our busy season, we were growing. Um, and, you know, looking at the numbers, the inventory turns um, were slowing. And, and when you're busy, I mean, that's not a good thing. When you're busy, you should be running through inventory, sales are up. So if anything, your inventory turns should be increasing. And it, it wasn't dramatic you know, it was, it was curious. And so the, the first question you started to say is, all right, you know, do I just write this off as an anomaly and, you know, maybe it'll rectify itself next month. But, you know, we decided to, to look into it. And in looking into it, you know, we found it was really the returns inventory that was growing. And um, long story short, this was, this was a, um, a project company, company to projects. And, you know, customers would change the items they wanted on the project. So they would decide while well, they ordered blue, they really wanted green. And so the blue would have to be returned. And sometimes that got all the way to the job site um, before the change was made. And the change business was good business. Well, we discovered at one of our locations um, that stuff on jobs wasn't coming back on a timely basis. Um, and then you kind of say, well, why is that? Well, it, it turns out that you know, because everyone was busy, priority was on getting the jobs completed, not necessarily bringing the product back. Um, at a second location, we found they had much better processes for, for bringing uh, product back from jobs, um, but it was then sitting in their local warehouse and they, won't, they weren't forwarding it on a timely basis to the central warehouse for returns. So, and, and there it was, you know, the, the warehouse people, again, didn't realize they weren't doing a good job, didn't know that it was kind of time constrained, um, you know, that it was time constrained as to when you could return product. So um, the fixes were pretty simple, but had we not looked into this, I mean, product that sits out on the job site, um, if it's not brought back on a timely basis, the longer it's out there, the greater the chances it's going to get lost, um, walk away or, or become damaged. Um, and if you don't return product on a, on a timely basis, um, either you get you know less um, return credit for it, or the the vendors won't accept it back at all. So you know these could have turned into very large um, 
inventory hits, you know, had we not taken this subtle sign that inventory turns were kind of, you know, slowing. And uh, again, the choices, do you look into it? And and also this, this is not something I'm giving the abridged version. I mean, this is not something that, you know, it took us two hours and we got to the bottom of it. It was probably a couple of weeks because, you know, everybody in finance had, you know, things they had to deal with. You had to involve other areas of the company. So it was, you know, it, it, it took some time, probably a couple of weeks. But, and, and this is not an isolated, you know, this this happens kind of all the time that you see something and have to get to the bottom of it. And as I say, oftentimes it starts with the numbers, although, you know, what what kind of you see in one area often affects other areas. I mean, this this was warehouse and and operations that that sort of started from an inventory question. It's a good analogy for sort of any situation because the longer any situation that is no longer serving the company is is out there, uh, the more complex it gets, and the more likely it's going to really disrupt something or become a larger issue or really impact the company. And so, the sooner you can sort of identify it, pay attention to some of those blinking red lights, do your due diligence to figure out what's going on, and then. Oh, well, here's the fix. As you said, it was a simple fix because you caught it in time. It would have been a much more complex fix had it, you know, gone on and on and on. Do you agree? Is it important that we really try to keep our, our minds and our attention uh, open to these things so that we can address them quickly? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think, you know, if you're in a situation where your company is growing and, and you haven't seen, you're doing things that the way you've always done and you've not seen any problems maybe you're just not looking hard enough and, and you know, maybe it's going to kind of come back and, and and hurt you. I mean, I think the fix in both cases was the same. I mean, you know, let the, the techs know that they've got to bring back stuff on a timely basis and let the warehouse people know that they've got to return stuff on a timely basis. The difference is that had it sat there, I mean, in our case, it could have been a couple hundred thousand dollar hit if this had continued for, for you know, for much longer. Fascinating stuff. John Martin from ProCFO Partners, thanks so much for sharing some time with us today, talking about what got you here won't get you there. I think there's a lot more to explore with this, with visioning and with um, resources and with growth and and uh, goals and strategies. And I hope you'll come back another time and we'll dig into oh, it. It's been, it's been a pleasure, Chris. Thanks, John. Have a great day. Yes, thank you. Thanks for listening. And a special thanks to our subscribers. Consider becoming one today. Visit ProCFOPartners.com and learn how we can help you build a framework for financial management and growth.